hey, a lost art in business, but something that's going to change the results you're getting. You're not going to want to miss this. This is the Franchise Pitfalls and Profit Show. Each week, we bring you the challenges and triumphs of being in the franchise development and consulting business. The things you need to make money faster. And now your host, one of the most successful franchise developers in North America, Don Shin. Hey, welcome. I wanted to talk about uh, what I think is a lost art in business. The One of the lost arts in being a professional in your field. And I think that is preparation and practice. So today we're going to talk about the four secrets of preparation and practice. Uh, companies spend millions of dollars, probably billions of dollars on training. And by the way, thank you for those of you who do, because we, a, a piece of franchise building expert, FBE, <clears throat> is a training space. But, you know, uh, if people would practice what they're then trained, practice what they're taught, and also prepare uh, for their sales calls, prepare for their face-to-face meetings, the results would dramatically change. So that's what I want to talk about. And the, the one of the prime examples I give, you know, we can all point to professional sports, but I point to my son's swimming career in high school and as an NCAA athlete, student athlete, which just always blows my mind. He was an engineer, a computer engineer, uh, as well as an athlete, just blows my mind that you can maintain high grades, scholarship type grades. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. We want to talk about practice and preparation. But the example he was, uh, the example he was to me was that in swimming, he was a swimmer. And in swimming, they will practice somewhere around two, sometimes upwards of three and four hours a day to prepare for meets. And uh, Adam was a sprinter for the most part, kind of sprinter and medium length events. He would only compete for about in the neighborhood of three to five minutes total in the hours long meets. And yet the team would practice for hours on end every single day. So I think of that and I say to myself in business, how many people are practicing uh, what they've learned or what they're learning? And then on top of that also, how are they preparing for their sales calls and their sales meetings? So let's talk about preparation first. Do you really know the people that you're calling on? You know, uh, with, with the available information that's around today when in in my years ago ancient history uh, uh, sales time we would have killed for some of the information that people just put out there openly for you to know and it's freely available in most cases so how much do you know the people you're calling on. Certainly you should, boy, I don't even know that I should have to say this, but I'll say you should preparing, you should prepare to know the companies that you're calling on if you're in a vendor supplier uh, sales type relationship. But I'm even talking about in franchise development primarily where we're dealing with individual people or in a 
recruiting scenario where you're dealing with individual people? How well do you really know them? So first one, obvious one, easy one. Do you look them up on LinkedIn? I can't tell you how many people I know do not. Have you checked them out on Facebook? You say, well, why Facebook? LinkedIn is the more professional one where you see their resume uh, and you see some of the things they're saying and you see the companies that they have worked for and their experience. Those are all great reasons why, again, I have no idea why people don't do it more often. But Facebook to me then allows you to really get to know them personally. You'll get to know hot buttons that you should maybe stay away from. You'll get to know, you know, that they have three kids and they love dogs and cats. You just want to get to know them. And Facebook is the second one. So now thirdly here about preparation is the trick that I think nobody does. Absolutely. Boy, if you're not doing LinkedIn at at a minimum and LinkedIn and Facebook, I know you're not doing this one. And it is Google their name, Google their name. Uh, You know, God forbid, you know, they have a criminal record, but that's not what you're looking for. What you're looking for on Google is how visible are they? How far is their reach? Do they have, you know, are they out there? Are they well known for something? Have they received awards? Maybe they've been recognized by their chamber of commerce or by a charity that they serve. Uh, you know, personal interest, you know, it's good to know. Are they uh, are they a fisherman? Um, uh, do they like knitting? Are they on Pinterest? You know, but 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 Googling them, you're going to get a different look than you will probably get on LinkedIn, certainly different than LinkedIn and probably even different than what you're going to see them on Facebook. Um, if you're unclear of what you can find on a Google search, Put my name in there for grins and giggles, as I say. You're going to see me for pages. Again, this is the kind of reach that I have been able to build up uh, over the course of many years. Now, the next thing, so we've talked a lot specifically about preparation. Excuse me. Now I want to talk about practice. Again, I gave my son's example of his his, uh, high school and college and, and his overall swimming career. And so specifically in franchise development, in, in career, and even in general life and business coaching, um, I, I want to talk about this pra- practice aspect. So now in franchise development, I want to talk about buying leads. Yes, you're going to hear me a lot talk about not <laughs> buying leads. There's a lot of pitfalls with buying leads. But one of my biggest issues with buying leads is that consultants and friend dev people only buy leads. They only use that as a lead generation source. And my point has always been that you need multiple marketing strategies and you need to operate them simultaneously in order to have strong lead flow and not be have a vulnerable business or a business that's vulnerable to a single lead source falling off. But if you're new in the FranDev business, oh my gosh, buying leads, uh, I wouldn't go crazy, but buying leads is going to give you practice. It's going to help you say uh, what you do. It's going to help you smooth out talking about this fantastic 
profession that we're in called franchise business consulting and brokering, where we're matching people to franchises, where we're helping them on the journey of entrepreneurism and helping them build true wealth beyond a 401k. You want to have practice in doing that. You want to have practice in first calls. You know, when you get a lead, when you buy a lead, you want to have some practice in what do I say to them? Who am I? What do I say to them? How do I explain what I do? All of these things need practice. And while buying leads is not cheap, if you do it for a while, it is going to give you volume. You can guarantee you're going to buy 50 leads a month or 20 leads a month or eight a week or whatever it is. You're going to buy a quantity that is then going to allow you to practice what you say. So buying leads is a good thing in the early days. Again, as long as it's not the only strategy. In our Franchise Sales Accelerator course, we teach 13 different strategies. Purchasing leads is only one of them. But as a new consultant, it has an added benefit for why you would want to do that. Okay, back on practice. Uh, the second thing is, and again, this is one of our strategies in our course, tell everybody you meet what you do. Now, you're not trying to sell everybody. Please don't try to sell everybody. What you're trying to do here is you're trying to uh, you know, simply practice for starters. But the other thing you're doing is you might have the possibility that this person does know someone who is looking to buy a business, again, in the case of franchise sales or in whatever sales you're in, they may know somebody that needs your services or needs your product. So it's not purely a practice thing. There could be some short-term other uh, results or other reasons. But again, for the conversation today in today's podcast, it's a big way that you can practice who talking about what you do, who you are, how you do it, and so on. You need that practice in the first 30 to 60 to 90 days and telling everyone you meet what you do is a great way to practice. Go to networking events uh, and tell everyone you meet what you do. The plumber comes in to fix your drain clog. Tell everyone you meet what you do. Okay, so... Buy leads, again, if you're in the franchise consulting business, buy leads early on uh, in order to get practice with volume. Tell everyone you meet what you do because you want to, again, have some volume and some real live practicing. But then the third one, honestly, is role playing. And I got to tell you, I hate to do that. Uh, and I hate to make other people do that. You know, when I'm doing a training session, sometimes I'll say, okay, work at your tables, pair up, do this, do that. And and some, sometimes those are role plays. I hate to do that myself. But, you know, I kind of look that I got to take a bathroom break, you know, when I do, when I do, uh, when they try to do role plays. But honestly, it's a great way to practice uh, what your profession is, practice what you're new at doing. Now, some of the ways you can make it more realistic, some of the ways you can make it better practice, a uh, higher value practice. Uh, one is 
you know, for example, if you're a business consultant or a business coach, um, practice on a business owner. You've got to know some people that own businesses. Ask them if they could do some role playing with them, uh, maybe for their own business or or maybe create a business scenario that you want to you want to coach them on. But it's it's much more uh, specific and accurate and and live type role playing when you're doing it with someone on the other side who actually is on the other side in some scenarios. Again, I wouldn't try to sell them if you're asking for your friend's help. It may happen that you do, but that isn't the intent. The intent is to create a, a, a more accurate, deliberate, practical, real role play. The other thing is, you know, honestly, do it with, again, I'll use that business coaching scenario. And I'm not saying forevermore do this, do it in your first two or three months of being in the business, but do it with businesses that you know, you know, are are really not your target market. Do it with business owners who you're pretty certain could not afford you, you know, would, would not bring on in this case, let's say a coach. But again, what it's going to do is it's genuinely going to give them some value because you're going to talk about the things that that uh, that could help them in their business. But it's also going to give you, again, more real, realistic uh, interfaces and exchanges where you can practice talking about what you do and practice what you do, you know, as the business coach. So, again, preparation, LinkedIn, Facebook, do a Google search of the person, um, practice buy leads if you're in the franchise business for uh, you know at least maybe 60 days or 90 days tell everyone you meet that what you do uh and and how you do it and then lastly in the practice role actually do that do some role playing so that you get some deeper conversations and more realistic opportunity to practice what you do